0: It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And today I'm I'm continuing teaching on the blessed, precious Holy Spirit. Fifty years ago tomorrow is when I met the Holy Spirit in a Catherine Kuhlman service. Fifty years, half a century tomorrow. And I'm so glad today I'm talking about him because with, without him, I, I, I would not have lasted. I, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. He's made Jesus so real to me. Oh, most exciting person on earth. My favorite person on earth. Without him, I, I don't know what, what I would have done. The, the the blessed revelations of scriptures he's given me. I, I I can't even begin to describe to you the the beauty of the Bible. When I open this the Word of God, it's like it's it's hard to even describe the the experience. And like from glory to glory, day by day, it's, when I started reading the word of God, and I would ask him, please help me understand it. I never thought, I could not have known back then the depth he would have taken me into. Because without him, there's nowhere to go. And the Bible says, I was sharing that with you yesterday, he He searches the deep things of God to re- reveal them to us. Precious saints, I've I've experienced that. And Lord, I thank you, and I pray you'll you'll help your people to also come into that place. Blessed Holy Spirit, be their teacher, be their guide and counselor. We give you all the praise, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for revealing Jesus to our hearts. Thank you for making Jesus so real in our life. To you be all the praise. Amen and amen. And thank you for being with me, and I pray this will be a blessing to you. So yesterday I began to talk about. The Holy Spirit, and but now I'm, I'm going to continue from where I left off. So if you missed it yesterday, please go back and watch it, will you? And yesterday, basically, I was talking about Romans 8 26 uh, through, through 27 there. And the Lord gave me a powerful word of knowledge yesterday for a lady who was who had skin cancer while I was just teaching on this. And I'm and I believe God's going to heal some of you even now and today. You know, also, but I was saying yesterday when, when I just before I said goodbye to you, I said, think about it that Jesus is our intercessor in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is the one interceding for us on earth through our being, through our vessel. For it says, "The Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for." Nobody knows how to pray without the Holy Ghost. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered, meaning it's they are not words. You know, I said something a few days ago. I'm going to say it again. It's better to have a heart without words than words without a heart. And often when people pray, they have words but no heart. But when the Spirit is praying, it's heart without words. And because it says, cannot be uttered. <laughs> you can't say it because it's so deep. You can't even you know come up with words to even express it and, and 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 it says and and he that searcheth i'm reading verse 27 romans 8 he that searcheth the hearts hearts not what we're saying knoweth what is the mind of the spirit so god the father who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the word of god And yesterday I talked about that he's a person. A person has knowledge, feelings, and will. And the Holy Spirit has all three. And I showed that to you yesterday. So as we continue, Jesus gave us his own Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. As I've said many times, the Spirit of God is Jesus Unlimited. And I was listening to Billy Graham's daughter a few, a few days ago, uh, you know, Anne, And she said something powerful. She said, he is Jesus without skin. And I said, oh, wow, that's a great to say it. Because I've always said he is Jesus without limit. But how beautiful, you know, that he is there for us. And, and 2,000 years ago, thousands saw the Lord and did not love him. We've not seen him and we love him. How is that possible? By the Spirit. And he's real to us. More real than our own life. How? By the Spirit. Jesus is more real to me than my skin. Than any person I've ever met. He's more real to me than what I'm looking at now. How? How? By the Holy Spirit. Let's think about the power of the Holy Ghost. To make Jesus that real. 2,000 years have gone and Jesus has been real to multitudes for 2,000 years who had not seen him and who loved him to die for him with joy. What is that? It's not a a power. No, it's a person named the Holy Ghost. I said yes, and I'm going to say it again. If you see the Holy Spirit as an influence or a power, then you want to use that power or influence. But when you see him as a person, you say, Lord, use me. And then you, you see his love and tenderness and faithfulness. And Then you say, Lord, I want to know you. And we know Jesus through his, his His Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in John 14, 26, that it's the Holy Spirit who will teach us and show us all things. All things. Remember that the Lord said, it's better for me that I go away in John 16 because otherwise the spirit will not come. So, like I've said many times, the apostles and disciples knew more about Jesus after he left than while he was there. Think about that. I can't believe this. Wow. Somebody just been healed of arthritis in your right arm. While I'm talking, I every time I teach on the Holy Spirit, someone gets people get healed while I'm talking. Somebody you've had troubles. With arthritis in your right arm, especially your right ear, the Lord just healed you. If you remove that arm, that pain is gone. Lord, I give you praise for this. Wow. So, he is our divine teacher, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, it says, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I've said to you. Now, let me just point, you know, something out to you. The Gospels were written some of them a hundred years after the Lord left. How did they remember? How did they even remember? How did John remember what Jesus said when he wrote his gospel? Which was years after the Lord had ascended to heaven? Because at first they were just letters sent to different homes, there were churches in homes. But when the Gospels were written, those men who wrote the Gospels, think about John Mark. Who heard it from Peter? How did he know all the details? How did Peter remember every word? By the Spirit. Because Jesus said He'll bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said to you. Whatever you've what what whatever the Lord said to them, they remembered it by the Holy Spirit to give that information to us that has changed our life. So he is. Our divine teacher, and he, the Bible dec- declares, in John sixteen, and let's go to verse thirteen, and which I just said earlier, he, the Lord said, "Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, he'll guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall speak, that shall he hear. Wow. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak." and he will show you things to come. Whatever he hears, he'll speak. Amazing. You know, this is is an amazing portion of the scriptures. Jesus says in verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. So even what the Lord said to them, they could not fully understand it. But when the Holy Spirit came, they understood it then. He said, I have many things to say to you. I want to tell you a lot, but you, you cannot bear them. But when the spirit of truth is come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, meaning from the Lord himself, Jesus, that shall he speak. He'll show you things to come, and he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit is all about Jesus. He always glorifies the Lord Jesus. I'll never forget in my bedroom years ago, dear Lord, 50 years tomorrow is when I met him. And I'm sitting in my room, it was April of 74, March, April of 74. And I began to praise and thank him and adore him, and he left. And I, was, I, I began crying. I said, why did you go? Why, why, why did you leave? He said, it's all about Jesus, Benny. Okay, and I learned my lesson. I, but the Lord said it. He knew him. He said, he shall glorify me. Sometimes when we begin to glorify the Holy Spirit and forget Jesus, he, he just leaves. He's sold on Jesus. He's all about Jesus. Jesus is all in all to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And He gives us the love He has for the Lord. He gives us that love. I was riding in a car with a dear friend of mine at that time, Ron House, years ago. And I've always loved Ron. And and he was saying, "When you think about where I was, I used to go preach for him in Vallejo, California, uh, not too far from San Francisco." were crossing the bridge from San, Fran, from San Fran to Oakland. I'll never forget that. And he said, think about it. He said, what if the Holy Spirit changed his mind and did not raise Jesus from the dead? I said, say that again. He said he could have changed his mind because he is a person with his own will. He said, had Jesus failed, had Jesus not kept because he said himself to the Father, you know, through the Spirit I offer myself to you. In It says in, in uh, Hebrews 9, he offered himself through the Holy Spirit to be offered. And the Spirit of God came on time at, in the River Jordan to baptize him. And he came on time to raise him from the dead. He said, what if the Spirit of God did not raise Jesus from the dead? It was a stunning moment for me. But he loved him so much that he was there. When Jesus cried, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? The Holy Spirit left because Jesus now took our sins. So Jesus went into the underworld by himself. The Holy Ghost wasn't there. So he defeated Satan, not by the Holy Ghost's power, by his perfection. He destroyed the power of Satan. By the power of the Holy Spirit. But he defeated Satan by the power of his perfection as a man. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Lucas? That's a powerful thought. That on the cross, the Holy Ghost wasn't there. He had left. So how did Jesus defeat the devil? By the power of his perfection. When he went down to the underworld, he defeated him by the power of his perfection as a man. Because he said, which of you convinceth me of sin? The sinless God, son of man, son of God. Wow, the, the devil with his perfection. And the Holy Spirit now comes and raises him from the dead right on time. Think about the, the, the faithfulness of the Holy Ghost to the Lord himself. And Jesus gives us the greatest gift he could give us. All right. Think about this. The promise of all promises is that Jesus would give us the Holy Spirit. He, he he spoke of it of the promise as the promise of the Father. He said, "I will pray the Father, he shall give you another one like me." Another comforter, one who'll stand by your side, a paraclete by your side. Amazing, amazing love, amazing love. And like like I said earlier, here it is in verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you, John 16, 7, the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he's the one has taken the place of Jesus on earth. It says so in John 14, verse 16 and through 18. And he is God Almighty. Why? Because, well, number one, he's omnipotent. Luke one thirty five. the Holy Spirit is God Almighty. The Bible is clear on, uh, uh, in, on that. And for God to be God, he must be omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and eternal and unchangeable. So for God to be God, number one, he must be almighty. So the devil is not almighty. He is not omnipotent. No angel is. He must be omniscient. So the Holy Ghost is all-knowing. Just like Jesus. He also must be omnipresent. He is. He also must be eternal and unchangeable. These are the five. think, Think about this. These are the five attributes of God. That he has to have all these five. And the Holy Spirit is omnipotent because it says in Luke 135 uh, that the spirit of the highest he's called by by Gabriel. Will over will, will overshadow thee. He's the power of the highest, the spirit of the highest. But there it says the power of the highest will overshadow thee. He's the power of the Trinity. And then he's omniscient, because it says in First Corinthians two, ten and eleven, that he knows the very depth of God Almighty. He knows the deep things of God. He's all-knowing them. He's omnipresent because in the Psalms, in Psalm 139, David says, where shall I flee from your spirit? Where will I go from your presence? If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning, you're there. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's also eternal because in Hebrews, Verse, uh, sorry, chapter 7, verse 14, he's called the eternal Holy Spirit. And he's unchangeable. He is the one who is unchangeable because he is eternal. He doesn't change. He's the spirit of life. He is the Holy Spirit. And Isaiah 40 clearly says that the whole earth is like nothing before him. That's what it says in Isaiah about him, and he is Jehovah. in In Isaiah six, it talks about Isaiah seeing the Lord, and and the Lord said, "Who sh- who 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 shall we send?" He says, "Send me." He said, "Go tell them they have eyes to see and see not, and ears they haven't they they hear not." And then Paul, in the book of Acts, preaching in Rome, says to the people there, he said, so well speak the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet. You have eyes you don't see, you have ears you don't hear. That's in Acts 28 through 25, uh, 25 through 27. And and he is the breath of God. In, in Psalm 33, verse 6, it says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. I, I was listening yesterday, we had an incredible service uh, panel, and I'm listening to Dr. Becker, who's the Dean of uh, Regent, he was there, wow, what an amazing man that gentleman is, I I just, I was stunned by what he said about the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, it was profound what, what, what he talked about, wow. God created you by his spirit. Because it says in Job 33, 4, it says, The spirit of God hath made me. There are people getting healed right now. Somebody else with a problem in your left leg, you've just been healed while I'm in in teaching. The spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. That's what Job said. And do you know that he's the one who's keeping you alive? It's the Holy Spirit who's keeping us alive. That's in Psalm 104. That's an amazing scripture that people don't even know it exists. Some of them, anyways. Verse 29 through 30. Listen, l- l- listen to what it says. Psalm 104, 29 30, and 30. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and you renew, thou renewest the face of the earth. So God takes away their breath, and they die. Who is the breath? The Spirit of God. He is the breath of God. God breathed into the nostrils of Adam the breath of life. He is the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, God doesn't say, read my lips, does he? If I decided to do, you'd say, well, why, why, what? No, because I was just moving my, I was actually speaking and, and you could not hear it. Why? There's no breath behind it. So God never never said, read my lips. He said, hear my word. You can't hear his word without breath behind it. So the Bible the word of God cannot be received without the breath. Bringing it to your heart, to your spirit. Who is the breath of God? The Holy Ghost. He is the breath of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and forever and forever. I want to continue tomorrow because I want to I talk about... Uh, A very glorious truth, how dependent the Lord Jesus was on the Holy Spirit. And since the Lord needed the Holy Spirit, how about you and me? If the Son of God needed the Holy Spirit, how can people ignore the Holy Spirit? Ms. Kuhlman used to say, if you want to have revival in your life, meet him you want to have revival in your church, introduce him. If you want revival in your life, meet the Holy Spirit because he is the Spirit of the Lord. If you want to see revival in your church and you're a pastor, introduce him. He is the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, bless the Lord, for your word. I thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. To you be the honor and glory forever. I want to remind you of something. How was it possible that the saints in Rome could sing and worship while being fed to wild animals? History says clearly they were worshiping as the animals were tearing their bodies apart. I've asked people, I'm gonna ask you, I've asked them the same question, can you praise the Lord if an, if an animal is tearing your leg off? Can you be singing praise to the Lord if some wild animal was tearing into your body? I don't think so. But by the Spirit you can. So the Holy Spirit made Jesus more real to them than the animals. How could anyone praise and worship if an animal is tearing you apart, because the Holy Spirit is so mighty that He would make Jesus more real to that individual than, than the lions or the tigers, or how can Jan Hus, how can Jan Hus, who was a mighty man of God, sing and praise while they burnt him at the stake? Read, read the life of Jan Hus. He was burning and praising at the same time. How can a man burn and praise the Lord? Because the Holy Ghost made Jesus more real than the fire. That's his power. Think about how powerful he is. Lucas, I want you to think about this. Think how powerful he is to take God and turn him into a seed. How, what kind of power is it to turn God into a seed and place him in the womb of Mary? that. If if since the Holy Spirit turned God into a seed and made him flesh, think what, what he can do with you. Think what he can do with me. That God should become a man by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because it says he was conceived by the Spirit. In Matthew it says he's the child of the Holy Ghost. That's what Gabriel called him. So how is it possible? Because of the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the power of the Trinity. Think about what what he'd do in your life if you would yield to him, surrender to him. No, don't try, just surrender. Surrender is easy, easy. You just yield. Like I'm sitting on this chair. What did I do? I surrendered to the chair. I didn't check to make sure that the legs would hold me. I just, when you sit down some, on some chair, you, do you go checking to make sure it it, it it's going to hold you? Of course. No, you just sit down. Or when you go in a car, sit on that seat, it's not going to fall. It's called faith, isn't it? God Almighty is looking for people that will surrender to him completely so he can use them. And the Holy Ghost is like the wind. You cannot see where it's coming from. You can't see where it's going to. You can't fight it to stop it. Just spread your wings. It's like the wind. You can't see where the wind is coming from. You can't see where the wind is going to. If you try to fight the the wind, especially when it's strong, no way. Let me tell you something. I've gone through two hurricanes here in Florida. That wind, it was shaking our windows. Shaking. Halt you know, my 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 windows, and we had to evacuate. And I thought nobody could stand against that kind of force. The Holy Ghost is much more powerful than any tornado or any hurricane. Just yield to Him. He's He's as He's gentle when He comes as a gentle wind, but He can come as a mighty force, mighty than anything on the planet. Lord, I pray that you'll enable everyone to surrender to you. Make Jesus real to every one of them. I give you praise. Lord, heal those who need healing. I give you praise. Somebody has, has been having troubles with your knee, your right knee. You just felt warmth. Go right through there. That. That's the part of God. Be healed. Be healed, all of you. Be healed, those who need healing. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Earlier, I saw somebody it's, Uh, neck, you've got something in your throat, I think it's a growth you have on the left side, inside, Lord, heal that in Jesus' mighty name. I give you the praise and the glory. And Lord, bless your people now as they sow seed in your work. Honor them as they honor you. Multiply the seed they sow into your work. I give you praise, Lord. Meet every need. Let this be the best Christmas they've ever known. Let this be the greatest Christmas they've known this coming weekend. In Jesus' wonderful name, Lord. I pray every need will be met, whether it's spiritual or physical or financial. Let 2024 be the year of miracles in our lives with our families. In Jesus' mighty mighty name. And don't let us miss our destiny in you for your glory. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Go ahead and sow seed right now. The Lord will bless you as you obey him. Because when you sow, you show yourself faithful. It says that faithful man will abound with blessings. So do it now. The information is on the screen for you. You can give right now. You can go to our website, benehid.org, which is the simplest way to give. Or you can simply text BHM45777. And you need to believe right now that God Almighty will give you The best year ever in 2024. The world will not have a good time, but we will. There will be more troubles in the world than they can even think about. But the church is alive and well, and all is well with you. So thank the Lord. Everything is going to be fine, even better than this year, better than 2023. Amen and amen. So sow your seed in faith and excitement with great expectation. And I'll see you tomorrow as I finish the teaching on the Holy Spirit. So, because tomorrow is fifty years since I met the Holy Ghost. December 21st, 1973. That'll be tomorrow, the twenty-first. And it was fifty years ago, tomorrow. Wow. To Jesus be the praise. Much love to all of you. I'll see you again. Bye-bye. Benny Henn Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, This great adventure known as Benny Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right. You can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org. Or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.